That's why you guys are the pros and I'm just the slump that coaches tight end. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, welcome in on another episode of the Outside the Lines podcast. Today, we have a very special interview with none other than recurring guest, tight ends coach, Taylor Mouser. Always fun having that guy on. Uh, We talked about the entirety of the 2022 season and how we look ahead for 2023. And guess what? We did a little bit of a Super Bowl preview. So if you want to skip ahead to, I don't know, maybe like minute 50 and get to all of our what will probably be 100% true and not sucky Super Bowl takes, head on over to about minute 55 or so. But as always, if you are listening to this, we are brought to you by BNC Fieldhouse. Head on over to BNC Fieldhouse for the best drink deals on Welch Avenue, as well as the best place to watch the big game. Two big games this weekend, Saturday, Cyclones. Guess what? You have every Saturday, Buffalo chicken sandwich with a pitcher, only $10. That's insane. And then every Sunday for the Chiefs versus Eagles, we have Sunday Funday, Bottomless Mimosa, 10 wings for $10. So literally, if you just take advantage of both those deals, you're spending no more than $20 across two separate days. That's insane. So head on over there, support our boy Ben. And without further ado, we will get into our conversation with Taylor Mauser. Hope you enjoy it. Roll clones. All right. Welcome in, everyone. Today, we have an absolutely very special reoccurring guest. Now, you're now officially a recurring guest. We have tight ends coach Taylor Mauser joining us today. Taylor, appreciate you joining us, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's good to be uh, add that recurring guest uh, title to my belt here. So it's, uh, the honor is all mine to be back talking to you beauties. Hell yeah. We go by part of my take rules. So now it's whenever we ask you to come back on, you have to, at the drop of a dime, stop what you're doing and just log in into a Zoom meeting or a Teams meeting with us. Yeah, I I feel like I'm ready to do that. Now that I've been on twice, the third time I'll be even faster. This last time we had to get through some recruiting stuff and, you know, so that's on me for the delay. That's a minus. That's minus on mouse. (laughs) All right. You know what? We'll we'll forgive you this time. But honestly, first question, just a little pulse check. Checking in on your kiddos, Chase Allen, Dylan Saner, Charlie Kolar. So cool. I mean, just as a fan – watching you know chase get elevated to the active squad charlie even go in the game at the end of the year i think he even recorded a catch i mean just oh, yeah. talk with me how proud are you of your children uh man to say i don't I, i'm more proud than i've probably been about anything in my entire life it was awesome i got to go to charlie's first game so um luckily we didn't have anything going on that weekend and charlie told me he was activated he got healthy he was activated so I literally booked a flight right there, flew, flew out there, met his uh, family at the airport, drove to Baltimore from Washington, D.C., and uh, got to hang out with him before the game, stayed at his place, went to, you know, watched him get his first uh, NFL snap, went absolutely bananas when that happened. So I was the only person celebrating, like, the two-yard – actually, it was a pretty good game. They had, like, an eight-yard game, but I went insane. Everybody was staring at me like I was crazy. He had a Kolar jersey on, just – like it was the first NFL game I've been to in like 10 years. So it was, it was awesome. And then Chase, his first active game was Christmas break. So I was, I was back in Arizona with, uh, with my family back there. So I didn't get to see his obviously watched it and cried like a little baby watching, uh, watching my boy Chase run around and Sainer, he just got back here. He's been training here. So I've got to hang out with him and 
get back to work with him. He looks great. He's healthy for the first time in like three years, had a couple back surgeries. So it's been uh, incredible to watch those guys chase their goals and dreams. And Charlie's back. Charlie's actually staying at my parents' house in Arizona right now. So no way. Yeah. He's at how's the he live? He lives uh, probably like what you would think. He's he, <laughs> like uh, a guy who like, eats pasta with his hands. He's very much a, minimal, a minimalist. He doesn't he doesn't like to have much like he buys what he needs to survive. And he is the kind of guy that would eat spaghetti with his hands. But at the same time, he's he's very, very smart and very, very well mannered at the same time. So he could go somewhere and use a fork if he needs to. But he's at the waste <laughs> management open right now, like a, like a freaking jerk, just having a time of his life watching golf in the Jeez. sun. It's sad. And Has he given you? Uh, has he given you an inside scoop on Lamar Jackson? I mean, is that is a deal going to get done? No, what's funny is even when I was like going to the game and even after that in the playoff game, I'm like, is Lamar going to play this week? He's like, honestly, I don't know, man. I just, I go out there and try to do what my job is. And if I worry about anything else, then it's probably bad news. Like he didn't even know if he was going to play, let alone if he'll be back. So Charlie is like, understands that he was a rookie and was hurt most of the year too. So like came late to the party and, is just trying to earn his stripes and doesn't ask too many questions that doesn't revolve around catching a football and blocking people in different colored jersey than he is. Probably smart. <laughs> yeah, he's he's yeah, he's he's playing the long game. Following up on some some other Iowa State children, I think uh, this year for football was a, a very exciting um, Iowa State NFL year getting to watch Brees. Obviously, we've had David and Lazard be solid uh guys in there for for a couple of years now um and then the emergence of brock purdy how, how exciting is that for you guys as staff especially some of these guys that you know you guys got to see for four years or their entire career and really get to take off see the national media talk about them talk about iowa state get the limelight around your guys' staff and, and things like that yeah it's been uh surreal like i think None of us were surprised really here by the success that Brock had. I mean, obviously it's it's never been done. So it's it's absolutely incredible. The guy just has like an incredible spirit about him. Talking to him, I remember like when he got drafted and then he made the team and we were celebrating every step of the way, like me and Coach Campbell. <clears throat> Cause I still remember doing the home visit at his house like, like it was yesterday. And then I actually went to that Eagles game that he got hurt in the last one, which was like, mm -hmm an absolute gong show i wear a purdy jersey because like i go in there fearless and these <laughs> eagles fans in philadelphia are banana <laughs> like as crazy as you hear the stories about them being absolutely out of their minds they're even crazier than i imagined so i sat through 60 minutes putting on for my boy and it was insane but it was uh incredible to be able to go out there and watch him play whether it was 10 snaps like i watched the kid play in high school live i watched the kid playing college live and him and i are both being from arizona got to go win the fiesta both together i got to go watch him playing the nfc championship game to go to super bowl like just you can't like i feel like there's nothing in my career that could peak like what's happened already so oh lights off hold on here <laughs> I, I was gonna ask about purdy and just uh you, you know you hit the nail on the head we're not really too surprised with what we saw on him. You know, the way he plays in the NFL is exactly kind of what we saw in college. And it started mm -hmm. to make sense when you saw a lot of the top reporters talking about it. They're like, I mean, 
this guy went to Iowa State, was a four-year starter, and set all these records. Like we kind of probably should have expected a little bit more out of him coming into yeah. the draft. But what surprised you watching him? Because I'll admit, it did look like he got good really quick at the professional level. Usually we see that take time. So I, I guess from a, a throwing perspective, a running perspective, or just like how he sees the game, what was maybe one thing that you thought he took an absolute, you know, step up from his time at Iowa state to his time with Kyle Shanahan in that 49ers offense? Yeah, I think his ability to process uh, the defense has gotten is incredible. And you have to be, to be a very a successful quarterback at that level. We didn't ask him to do a lot of like coverage reads and stuff here outside of like some RPO stuff. So for him to be able to go in there and like make checks and make kills to like send runs away and to be able to throw quick slants away from pressures and all that kind of stuff. Like he looked like he had done it for forever and, and ever and ever and ever. Like he looked so comfortable in there and he did here, but there's just so much more from like uh, on your menu there and on your plate just from like the way that the play call is here, like some of our play calls are three words, like in that thing in San Francisco, there's the play calls are, you know, 10. And then you have kills that are another 10. So uh, just the mental piece, how well he was able to handle that. Cause there's guys that don't, that go to, I mean, Ivy league schools and, you know, Stanford and stuff that don't ever get to process the game like he did. So I wasn't surprised by how well he handled it. I just saw there'd be more of an adjustment and maybe him being able to, not have to jump in and play as early as he did helped him. But that's something that I mm-hmm. always am surprised by with young quarterbacks. I think another one of the things that I love hearing from a lot of the veterans from that locker room was everyone said he had moxie and like kind of like a, a spice or like spark to him. Is that yeah. something that he just had that you guys picked up in the locker room too from like day one? Like even as a freshman, he he had no problem kind of, you know, with maybe seniors, guys that have been around more proven to sort of have that moxie and be like, hey, I, I, I'm capable and ready to lead this team too. Yeah, he does have like an incredible like moxie and like sass about him and has like a great smile. And he's a guy that gets along with everybody in the locker room. Like his freshman year was Hakeem Butler's last year. And Hakeem used to come back to the bench and just mess with him all the time. And he was just like a young guy because he was like trying to do his best and was like so serious and stuff all the time. And I thought Akeem did a good job of like loosening him up and making fun of him and, and busting his balls a little bit to, to help keep him loose. I thought that helped with him a little bit, but he always gave it back to Hakeem and gave it back to our guys too. And he's a good leader. He works hard, he demands a lot from himself, but he's a guy that you'll see hanging out with all different people from all different positions in the locker room. He relates to everybody. He's got just such a good spirit about himself to where he gets along with all the coaches. He's uh, like crazy competitive and likes to win. It doesn't matter if you're playing basketball in the driveway or football, like he's going to give it to you and he's going to let you know, but he doesn't say like anything over the line. It's like, it's like seventh grade playground stuff that he says, which is, he's got, <laughs> he's got just an awesome moxie about him. Just like you said. I, I feel like the dude is just super mature too. And, um, you know, Newt and I graduated before we could really hang out with a ton of, you know, these athletes who are now just like going off in New York and in San Francisco and whatever it may be. But outside of the season, you know, you could hear people, you know, go to the bars, go to Patty's, go to AJ's and just hang out there. Nothing wrong with that. But Brock was still kind of nowhere to be seen and not in a manner that's like he 
doesn't want to hang out or be social. But in a manner that's like, I think this dude is just crazy, crazy disciplined. And, and like you said, he never really says the wrong thing. He just kind of that perfect ideal personality that you'd want in, you know, a franchise winning quarterback, especially with a, you know, offense like Kyle Shanahan's running. It just seems like he's the perfect type of personality to be an NFL franchise quarterback. No, he is. Brock's the kind of guy that knows exactly who he is and he's not trying to be somebody else. Like he's not going to go into a locker room and like try to adjust who he is to to hang out with and be cool with like the Kittles and whoever else might be on the team. And he's exactly who he is and he embraces that. And he's not a guy that likes to go out and, and crush it on Welch, but he, that doesn't mean that he can't like keep up with the boys too and, and hang out with those guys and have a good time. He's just, that's not what, gets him going. It's not what he lives for. He is very strong with his faith and what he's about and his family and football and all that stuff. And he doesn't like to have too many outside noises. New, we should shotgun a beer and just put him to shame. Be like, Hey, bet we, bet we can beat you in this. Huh? <laughs> I, I hate shotgunning. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I don't know if Brock's ever shotgun a beer, but I bet you he'd be pretty good at it. <laughs> I bet he would be. I, I will challenge him in funneling a beer or to, to beer pong. <laughs> Or, uh, no, no, oh, what is it? Beer ball. I bet I'm very good played, at beer I bet ball. He's played some beer pong for just because uh, there's no way. Like, where him and I grew up in, in Gilbert, Arizona, it's like big high school. So there's obviously some good some good high school parties out there with some beer pong stuff. So I'm sure he wasn't drinking, but I know he was throwing some ping pong balls around just to, just to beat up on some people around there. <laughs> the competitor in him. He just runs the table, doesn't have to take a drink the entire night. Exactly. He just drains <laughs> and falls back every time. Yeah. Shoot second. <laughs> I was always a shoot second guy. That that that's yeah. You have to. I you got it. You got to be the one that like puts a dagger in people. It's it's exactly right. You want to yeah. see like the the just the blank stare go over people's faces as they have to go put their name back on the list as you yeah. shove them off the table. <laughs> um, all right, we we buttered you, huh? I would. I haven't played beer pong in a long time. I would. I would really like to play it at some point. Sounds like it's the off season. You got. You got some time right now, don't you? I know, but when you get to be in your like thirties, nobody. Everybody starts having kids. You don't play. There's no like house parties to go to anymore. You don't have beer pong. We played. <laughs> we had like a Christmas thing here with like the team a couple years ago, and we played like water pong. And it was like the first. It was like the last time I played, and I had so much fun. We'll still play. Like I'll get the tight ends in here. And when we have to do, like, catch up on our hydration, we'll do, like, flip cup in here with just, like, water flip cup just because I like to, like, get them competitive and see how many of these <laughs> guys fun. can, like, flip a cup and see if they have any skills. So it's a fun way to get the juices going and trick them into drinking a bunch of water and, and see, you know, who can do it and who can't. <laughs> who like can hold that. their water. That's <laughs> right. Who can hold their water and who can flip a cup. It blow your mind how many kids – can't don't know how to like flip a cup over you know I, you think i'm not gonna lie, i hate flip cup that's not well, my strongest i i, I didn't yeah. play a lot in college i love flip cup. i get so scared like you're facing off with one person across the table from you and just thinking all right if i'm faster than this person then no one's gonna look at me but the moment you're slower then oh my gosh i'm slower than the next person and yeah, then the, the next all of a sudden yeah and then you know you're mentally ruined at that point to the point where you're just not gonna yeah. you're not gonna flip it it's just not gonna happen that day i know it sounds like, like a, a mentally weak person 
Yeah, I have admitted many there. times that I am a horribly I, I have the worst mental strength of all time. So well, maybe next <laughs> nothing time new here. You see somebody drop like a big pass on third down, you'll like feel some remorse for them. <laughs> Jack Price and Mason will hit that now on that like, tweet. Catch the ball and you can't even flip <laughs> a cup over in front of seven of your drunk buddies. <laughs> I've noticed that I'm I'm a nicer tweeter when I'm not drinking. But if I'm at, you know, Get Kelly's is the Iowa State bar in Kansas City. So if I'm at Kelly's and, and I, I see a drop pass, I'm like, what the hell? And I go off, go straight to Twitter. And um, yeah, yeah then, then well, I usually regret it the next Flip day Cup for what it's worth. I want you to think about Flip Cup <laughs> and, the, and the, the anxiety that it gives you. All right. Before I'm an asshole, I'll, I'll think of me at Flip Cup. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mouse, we buttered you up with some good NFL questions. Now we get to ask you about the season a little bit. So. All right. Let's go. <laughs> I'll probably give, I'll give you guys some good stuff or some politically correct uh, stuff, so we'll see. We, we just got a bunch of politically correct <laughs> stuff from Bo, so we're ready for it. Um, yeah. We also yeah, were able to yeah. somehow squeeze a little bit of a lemonade out of it, too. So we'll see if we can get something here. But we can make some um, How hard was it losing just a shit ton of one-score games as a staff? And honestly, like as a fan, I find those much harder to move on than when we got just blown out by like TCU. Does that feel the same as a coach? Cause you're just kind of like, all right, we had just like really fucked up here. Or is like that big of a blowout way worse or, or I, I don't know. And just, I felt like, you know, it's kind of like the tail of the season was every game was close and, and, and kind of yeah. came down into the finish line and just maybe not executing or certain things, not exactly going our way. How how hard is that when you, you when you're just like you're competitive in, in almost every single game this year to just have the results basically not not go in the Cyclones' favor? Yeah, it's really hard and it's really frustrating. And as as close as you are, it makes it even tougher. And at least in this conference, like everywhere you go has like a two-hour bus ride and then like a three-hour plane ride and then another two-hour bus ride. So like Texas game, you feel like you should win the game, you dominate them the whole time. And it takes forever to get out of the stadium. So you're sitting there eating your cold sandwich, thinking about how big of a loser you are. Everyone's attacking you on Twitter, telling you how crappy you are. We your would never. Are, yeah, no, not you guys. You guys would never. You know, <laughs> yeah, sometimes. you like can't go on your phone. <laughs> and then you go on the plane and you like all the coaches were all like grading the film on the plane. So you're like watching it and you're like sick to your stomach because like you're a hair off here, you're a hair off there and they'll stack up. And um, then you get back and you ride the bus back up to Ames from Des Moines. And then it hangs over your head all Saturday. And then Sunday we meet with Campbell and he's got a cut up of, you know, so like, it's just like getting in trouble with your parents. Like when you're late for curfew and you know, like that you're going to have to answer to him in the morning. Like all I'm thinking about is what's going to be on that Campbell cut up and what like the tight ends <laughs> did wrong and stuff like that. So just from my standpoint, it's uh, it's, it, it sucks, but, at the same time, like you hope at least when you have like a young team like we had or inexperienced team like we lost a lot of guys from two years ago, like that at some point they're going to learn like how hard it is to win football games and the discipline and detail and like the strain that it takes to like find the inch. And that's where we've had a lot of guys that were able to in some games that we weren't able to. And if you're going to play football at Iowa State here, you have to know like it's going to come down to like the details and every play or every game, no matter what's going to be, like one score one way or the other for the most part. Like we did a study like over the last eight years or seven years, we've had like 50 
the something insane amount of one score games. So oh, we're aware of it. We could tell you it as fans because our favorite tweet every time is like, it wouldn't be an Iowa State game without feeling like. (laughs) <laughs> a, a mass amount of anxiety and and nerve the entire game being nerve-wracking uh for like you know three plus hours no, for, so for sure and you, like as a coach like when you lose like all you're thinking about is like did you get your guys right to go out there and do the best that they can because they'll mess stuff up and you're constantly questioning like if you did everything you could to give them the chance to win because like and we have such a you want it for like your players in here like i can tell you Playing football at Iowa State means more to to Charlie Kohler than anything in the world. And after we would lose games, like the kid was devastated. So, and we have a lot of guys like that in our team. And they want answers more than the the fans do, and anyone else does. And Campbell's the same way. So, there's a lot of points where it was it was frustrating, and the the close ones hurt more than like the blowout ones do. Uh, honestly, like, and at least for me, like I hate to lose more than I love to win. And I'm the most I'm just as competitive as anybody you'll ever meet but like I hate to lose like I want to be every, every it's personal to me with everybody we play in the conference like it it just is and yeah it's 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 not fun this year certainly winning's like the expectation you know it's like it's like yeah, it, yeah that that's like the worst part I I, I totally resonate with that of like yeah. losing fucking sucks because it's like you feel like you're not doing what you were expecting to do yeah and like we all work like I've been here with Coach Campbell going to our eighth year. Like we've worked really hard to get the expectation here to be that. So like we've had people here that get mad at like the fans for being upset. And I never get mad at them. I get mad for like some of the emotional, like lashing out stuff, you know, yeah. but I don't get mad at their like frustration for wanting to win because it'd blow your mind how many the first year we got here in 16, we had like the event done in Sukup. And almost everybody we talked to just told us they want to go to a bowl game and they'd be so happy with going six and six. We're like, that's not what we're about. That's not what we're going for. And like over the period of time, like we've certainly raised the standard. The expectation is to like compete for big 12 championships. So when it doesn't happen, like everybody is in this building is feeling it and everybody wants answers. You know, going back to you being more emotional off a loss than more emotional off a win it's new. It's right. You know, that's the expectation is to win. I always say it's more satis or it's satisfying to win a game, but it's gut wrenching to lose. You know, you just feel more emotions that way. Um, and I think like watching the season, you know, we, in this, this is the not very, you know, fun question that I've been leading up to. There wasn't too much of a secret where you could see this discrepancy be- between this really elite defense, debatably the best in the country you could even make an argument for, and then an offense that, you know, some games you saw them turn up, and some games it just didn't look like it was quite clicking. And so I think, you know, we tended to, uh, you know, I don't, I'll, I'll put the blame on us. I think it was most of the fan base tended to put that scapegoat on Tom Manning when we know that. He's not making all the decisions. Maybe he has a good amount of responsibility there, but we know that there are certain situational calls that are not his. We don't always know if if it's his coaching or potentially, you know, some the way it's being received on the other end of things from like the player perspective. But from the fan side of thing, we were kind of thinking, all right, maybe this is the end for Manning's, you know, tenure at Iowa State. Was the writing on the wall within the coaching staff, or did it still like still kind of come as a bit of a surprise? when that news was delivered? Uh, the writing wasn't on the wall. I, I think, like, at least 
where I was at on the offense, like with how poor we were offensively, like, and you get in this profession, like you have to be naive to think with where we were offensively that there wouldn't be some kind of changes made, like at tight end, at wherever it might be, like you just, if you watch enough football, like you see coaches that get fired after one year and you get, that don't ever really get the chance to get it going. And like coach Campbell cares too much about Iowa state to not do whatever it takes to, to get it right. And it certainly, I mean, there's a lot of reasons that we didn't have the offensive success that we had. Like there's, it's a lot more than just one person. So uh, the writing wasn't on the wall. I mean, I expected there to be changes at, in some sense, whether that be myself or, you know, whoever. But that's just, I think you go into it year in and year out, hoping that you do the best you can and you fight the most you can to give yourself a chance. And that's the only way to kind of go through it, I think. Well, I thought we were done buttering you up. I'm going to butter you up a little bit more. Um, Deshaun Hanukkah, due to merge yeah. this year. And, and yeah. I think, well, in my opinion – he was the best receiver aside from X that we had on that team. You could really just visibly see the chemistry that Deckers and him built. And so with his emergence, I kind of knew his name going into the year. So I was looking out for him. Um, but what was it that you think really enabled him to take it to that next level? Was it simply him just working on the chemistry with uh, Deckers? Was it you know staying after practice, running on routes? Like, was there one particular thing that he nailed down this offseason that really allowed him to, you know, propel into the athlete that he became? Because I, I was impressed by the tight ends this year. I, I mean, we lost a lot of really good tight ends, and yeah. I don't think that's where we fell short at all. No, I, I appreciate that. Um, Deshaun's probably – of in my short coaching experience of like the people I've got to be with maybe I'm I'm most proud of like where that kid's come because he's grown so much since he's got here in every facet and even like through the season like that kid turned the corner and I I yelled at him probably as bad as I've I've yelled to yell at anybody that I've coached so far after in the middle of that hell yeah mouse putting his foot down let's go I and I, I felt bad and the kid I'll give the I can't give the kid enough credit like he could have went one of two ways and put his tail between his legs and he came in here and worked harder than almost anybody in the building and really like challenged himself to to do whatever it took and uh every day at practice like the guy would do whatever it takes stay with hunter and we at least with our position that like, you have to do a lot of the stuff that's not fun and not sexy necessarily to make like tough catches so we work on on that stuff a lot and at least with those guys like i think when you have as much tight end success and then you lose so much targets like there's big shoes to fill and I don't think any of those guys and myself expected us to have like the same role in the offense but I know like those guys were hungry for opportunity and we didn't get a lot of it uh right away and none of those guys ever complain Easton ever complained Russ Deshaun none of those Tyler none of those guys ever complained and they just did whatever the offense asked of them to be successful and where guys go wrong in this is they start worrying about things that's out of their control what they can't you know control and why aren't I getting more passes or more reps like Deshaun never did that he never came to me and was like how come I'm not getting the ball more I'm making these catches like he would tell me on the sideline you know what he was getting and if he was open and stuff or not and I would tell the people on the headset and make the right adjustments to try to to help us score points and the guy just keeps working and he's an engaged guy now too so he's getting married just to mm -hmm. tell you how much uh we got two engaged tight ends in the room right now, so it tells you. You know what? 
I was about to ask him about it because we had, oh, damn, I guess there's a little bit of a spoiler for our listeners. We had him slated to come on and then last second canceled on us. So yeah. you, you need to hit him up yeah, and say, hey, man. Ear. Yeah, you, you can't be flaking out on meetings like that, man. Otherwise, we're no, running no. laps. No, I'll tell him. We should. We could have done. We should. We could have done like a two for two for two. Here <laughs> ah, just damn it! <laughs> each other a little bit. No, I'll tell him. He'll. Uh, he'll pro- he probably like thought he'd get in trouble or something if he did it. So I'll tell him. <laughs> we'll give him just the bad mouth. Yeah. 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 He's a, he's a locker room guys guy all the way. I I love him. Did that answer your question though? I kind of like I can't tell. I just like talked in a million different circles. And no, like, I I mean I think it answered. I think it answered the question. I mean, <laughs> it is because to me, like you know, there was a lot of pockets of good that I think we tend to overlook because <clears throat> in the media, as fans, I think even in the you know in the locker room, you can really get you know tied down so much to your win loss record, and in my opinion. I've never been a win-loss record guy. Like, I, I think there's so much more context that needs to be added to these games. Um, and the fact, you know, New already mentioned it. So many of them were one-score games. Um, also, Jirel was injured, in and out of injuries all year. We were so new. We had so many new starters, including at the quarterback position, which is the most important position. And for Deckers, I think Deckers showed a lot of really good things while he was playing. Sure. Like, that drive he had against Iowa – you know, you throw two picks, usually you mentally check out as a quarterback. That's not him. And it's a very no. unique quality that guys like Joe Burrow and Peyton Manning, these, you know, I'm not comparing him to them, I guess, but no, like, that's a quality that you need to have as a quarterback. So I think there was a lot of good coming out of the season. And I, I guess this is kind of segueing me to my next question. Everyone else looking at that win loss record is pegging us to be probably at the bottom of the conference next year, at least from what I saw at the preseason rankings. I don't necessarily think we're going to be there at all. Do you like the idea of going into a season more as an underdog or more as, hey, we're kind of right where we're expected to be? You know, do, do you like having that ceiling that you feel like you can overachieve at? Or do you kind of like feeling the respect that you believe is is deserved for your your unit? Yeah, I don't necessarily take a lot of it one way or the other. So I prepare these guys like every week, almost like it's the – like we're playing, like we're playing Iowa. So like, I want these guys every day to like, be excited to come to meetings. That's why we do stuff, you know, like water flip cup, get the guys going and keep meetings and football and stuff fresh. Cause it is a long season. And sometimes it's not going to go the way you want. And they're 18 to 22 year old kids and they're emotional and they don't understand a lot of the things that's happening. And there's a lot of things in their ear. So if you get and in football, like the crazy thing about football is there's more variables in the game of football than in any other sport. And it could go mm-hmm. haywire for a million different reasons at any given second. So if you're like focus, and that's like the biggest thing for me with these guys is like how important focus is. Like as soon as like adversity happens in a game, like you get this pit in your stomach and you can either focus on like that pit that you have where you feel stupid or you could focus on just the the work and you can focus on like the job. And I feel like the media, it's no different. Like as soon as you're like, man, we're four and eight, like, and you have that extra hunger to go get it, like that's awesome. But I don't, I don't like bleed too much into it. I, I would rather probably be like the, the underdog. I probably just because I've, I've been in that role a little bit more. But I like to be like the guy that's favored to win too. But I don't, 
I don't necessarily look into it. If you need to to get find outside factors like that to to go out and, and jack trice and find an extra way to block somebody, then you're probably not my kind of guy and you're probably not a Iowa oh. State tight end because like we eat nails for breakfast here and we're gonna out tough and out physical everybody and you're gonna see a different Iowa State football team next year. Drop the <laughs> mic. Drop the mic, Mouse. Hell yeah. I wasn't trying to do that. I'm just that's just the <laughs> mentality that we got, man. We don't Mouse, you watch SpongeBob growing up? I, uh, yeah, growing up. Like so you, you were like the salty spittoon there. Like, you know, how tough yeah. are you? Like, I eat nails for oh, breakfast without any for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. I can't believe this is motion lights. <laughs> the listeners can't see it, but his uh his motion light just keeps going off on him. So, like, every five minutes, they'll just go pitch black. Funny yeah, for us. Camel's really into the black, like, to the extremes. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Going to Which, Leads me to my next question. Perfect. Good segue, Nate. Does Campbell force you guys to wear black? You're wearing all black right now. Like, just honestly, is he like, hey, uh, like it's press conference day, guys, put on the black attire. Like, no. Do you want me to tell you? You know, know, like it's like a stern kind of thing. No, he. This is why. This is where the black came from. This is why he loves the black. So. Coach Campbell's high school uniform at Perry High School in Maston, Ohio, was black and white. It was black jerseys, white numbers. Coach Wakefield is his absolute high school coach, like one of the heroes of that guy. Loves him. He comes around all the time. Like, so at Coach Campbell's like heart, he's like a high school football coach. Like, I think for most of his life, he probably thought he would be a high school football coach. And like he really identifies himself like as like a as like a Perry Panther and they wore black and white, so he just loves the black and white. And when we got here, they had, like, those red jerseys with the yellow stripes on them, you know what I mean? Like, they just weren't mm-hmm. – I remember at Toledo when we played Iowa State, they wore all yellow. They wore yellow jersey, red stripe, yellow pants. It was a weird look. Oh, it was a bad look. We, we haven't yeah. had an identity. It's been, it was it's just straight rough. mustard ketchup. <laughs> and I think uh, giving it Iowa State a little rebrand and – putting a little pep in its step was big, but he does like every day he wears the black. Like I like the black stuff. Cause I'm, especially I'm 32. Like I'm only getting like heavier and worse looking. The black colors uh, Slim. are slimming to me and I can, you know, how, how does, how does Matt cat. Campbell feel about getting rid of the black or the block I state logo? Cause I'm just going to be brutally <laughs> honest. It's boring as shit. Oh, I, he, he, I don't does know he ever how want to put, a, put about the tornado that, yeah. back in there. Can, uh, can you get in his ear? Because he can do anything at Iowa State. He goes to Jimmy Pollard and it's like, hey, we're bringing back the 1980s Iowa State Cyclone tornado logo. That thing's yeah. getting implemented within the next week. Can you? Can no, you're you probably right. Say that to him. I, yeah. What logo would you guys go with, or would you just the, the tornado 1980s. bird? 1980s. No, not the tornado bird. I love tornado out. bird. Shut the fuck up. I love no. tornado. No, it's instead of one. navy accents, you incorporate want, no, black I know, I know accents. What you, said. you want the yellow, the yellow like. I want this one. Just a second. I'm gonna share it. Can you share your screen? I, I think so. I know what you're talking about. It has about. a share option. I'm gonna. This one. Is it? Wait, is it just like the tornado? Just like kind of plain tornado. It's yellow. It's not yellow what about the walking sigh? I like walking sigh too. Walking sigh is sick. It's sick. I've been trying to this get is... our DFO to do like a logo that just says like clones and cursive on it. I think that'd be. Can you see that? This one. That yeah, could yeah, be yeah. good. 
This one. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Ne- we need this one. We I, need I'm this. all for it. What did you yeah. guys think about that? Like the one on the bottom right, like the little. The bugle. Oh, absolutely bugle. not. Absolutely not. I hate it, but I love to make fun of it. Like, I'm so glad it was a thing at Iowa State because it is just. It's just so fun. It's it's kind of fun to just make fun of. Like everyone needs a logo that just totally misses. And that was ours. And so I love yeah. it for that reason, but I'm just happy that it's not a permanent logo. Oh, it's terrible. It's so bad. I like what do that. you think? I like the one that you said though. Like yeah, like this that. one's the best one. So getting Mac Hamill's ear about that and Yeah, I'll see yeah. what I can do. I'll get a yeah. petition going. <laughs> we'll have we'll him on the podcast we'll just to get a new it. logo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Mouse Alan Lazard commented on Hakeem's XFL pick made by Mouse, but that was pretty cool. You know, I don't, I don't even think you saw it, but um, it just it. made That's me think. Awesome. It's pretty cool. You know, they're giving a little nod to you, and I don't even know if you have an Instagram. But yeah. uh, are you going to an XFL game, primarily in St. Louis, because we got. Rocco's dad, head coach, Hakeem playing, and we got Mike Rose. And also, your boy lives in Kansas City, and I'm trying to go every now and then. So, I will be at a St. Louis game. Hakeem and Allen are like, like those kids are are just as much my kids, if like not more than Charlie and Chase are. Like they'll both be at my wedding. So, like they're <laughs> like the first ones that are SVP. So, they will, uh, they'll both be there. I will definitely be at a. a I talked to Mike Rose today. I love uh love those dudes. So I'll definitely battle Hawks, especially I talk to Rocco's dad all the time. He's a tight end guy. He's like, I'm always yeah. asking him for like stuff. Like, what do you see from our tight ends? Like, am I missing something here? Like just trying to get an outside voice on stuff. So I talk to him all the time. He's like Rocco's dad. Anthony Beck is like the greatest human on planet earth. Like just so awesome. Just such a great coach, such a great guy. We'll make time for anybody. So that means a lot to me that uh, they think that I actually went and saw a Packers game. I went to back-to-back weeks. I went to Baltimore and the following week I went and watched Allen play. I'd never been to Lambeau went and watched him play. Mm. So I'm catch a touchdown at Lambeau. I was like crying. It was like the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Lambeau field is like special and I'm a Lions fan and he was scoring, you know, touchdowns against the Lions. So it was great. But yeah, those kids uh, mean the world to me. Kids, those guys mean the world to me. And, that means a lot to me that they'd say that. Um, when you go to a game, let me know because I want to make one at least, maybe two if I can. But uh, I don't know like where to go for tailgating or anything. So we're gonna coordinate something, okay? Yeah, I, I'm I'm already I'm not really asking you. I guess I'm just kind of telling you like we're we're doing this, okay? Well, it's funny because like you drive through like the Spirit Walk, we drive through like the Iowa State tailgate every time, and I'm like, man. People look like they're having the time of their lives. I don't ever get to tailgate. Oh, it's fun. We are. Yeah, it's unbelievable. (laughs) So then I go to like these NFL games and I'm like, man, there's got to be like a cool tailgate. And I can tailgate these people. I don't know anybody. So I don't get to tailgate with anyone. And I'm just like a mush with two cold, like Coors Lights with our DFO, like just walking around by herself. So (laughs) the the key is you have to rock around with at least like an 18 pack because then you can give out beer. And anyone's going to, like, let you chill for yeah. a bit if they know that they can mooch a beer off of you. I've, I've learned that. I, I, same thing. I live in Pittsburgh, and it's like I didn't know anyone here. And it was like going to a Steelers game, and it was like, hey, I want to tailgate before a Steelers game, but, like, I don't know anyone to tailgate with. 
you just rock around, walk around with some yinlings and like, people are like, hell yeah. Um, yeah. I'll stand under a bridge and talk to you about why the Steelers need to go back to the 1972, like ground and pound to win a Super Bowl again. And I'm like, yeah, For no, sure. it's, it's, it's. 2022 20, I like that strategy but 18 pack will get it at least an 18 pack when I went to that Ravens game it was just me and it was me Charlie's mom Charlie's sister and Charlie's brother and we had like a six pack of Trulies that we were like nursing which ain't an 18 pack (laughs) that ain't gonna get it done in Baltimore so but it was fun nonetheless (laughs) here's my here's my last Iowa State question um, it's not even really a question. It's kind of more statement. But okay, we finally hired a special teams coordinator. That's pretty exciting, right? Jordan Langs, dog. <laughs> we already we were mean about punt two hours ago. The guy's already fuck like, yeah. That's dope. the kind of response I wanted to hear. I was I, I was about to ask if we were gonna if we we're punting was just gonna be amazing. We haven't had great punting since. Who's that one guy? Like twenty Kirby Vander whatever. Oh, Kirby Vanderkamp. Oh, oh, he was a beast. Monster. Fucking animal <laughs> punting. Let's We're see so if he has COVID year of eligibility. Yeah, dude. When I was say when I was a senior or when I went to Iowa State, we only won max three games any season but that you guys I was had good a punter, student though. there. But we had great fucking punting. So Yeah, that punt <laughs> team was getting a lot of work back then. Yeah, oh yeah. They were out there more than anyone. They were out there more than the offense. Um all right. So that that will lead to my, my pivot question, which actually also touches on my my senior year of college, if we're going to stay in all the memories here. Um, so my senior year of college was also your guys' first year um, at Iowa State. And you guys' first year at Iowa State, you guys got to play Patrick Mahomes. And I don't yeah. know if you remember Smoking. it. You probably do. We kicked his ass, 66 to 10. Were you Same. like me and everyone else in Cyclone Nation that thought, Patrick Mahomes was going to be a bust because he lost to a three and nine Iowa State sure. team, 66 to 10. And we had like two defensive touchdowns against him. Or is <laughs> no, that like the I'm hardest like, thing that's everybody been I knew? I was like, that's the worst 10th overall pick or whatever it was <laughs> in the history of football. Like this guy can't play. He's never going to make in the NFL. And then, yeah, shoved it up my hoop pretty quick there. I, I've never had like a, a, a worse take backfire, I think, than that one being like, this guy is going to be so bad because I personally have witnessed him get demoralized by a, a bad, rough Iowa State team. <laughs> For sure. Like Joel, like Joel Lanning stole the show as the quarterback at night had like 25 touchdowns in one game. Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> they were playing for a bowl game too. Like they had, they were five and six. Oh, and if right. they would have beat whatever we were, three and seven Iowa State, they would have went, or two, we were two and seven at that point. They would have went to a bowl game and came here and it was, it was chilly. And it was cold. It was cold. Yeah, night game. Two, yeah, had through a couple of bad picks, pick six, and it was game over. So my think... follow up question to that. Oh yeah. Sorry, Mason. Is um. No, you're good. So have the Eagles reached out to John Heacock about anything defensive here for this weekend, or well, have you have you guys heard it's anything funny you about say that? that? There's two guys on the Eagles staff that were on our staff at that point. DK McDonald, he was our safeties coach here two years ago. He's the assistant safeties coach for the Eagles now. So there's a little bit of that uh, cyclone magic on that defense. I and the assistant head coach Tyler Scudder was at Iowa State as well. Wait, what are their names, Mouse? DK McDonald, great football okay. coach, great guy, and uh, Tyler Scudder. They were both defensive assistants here for a long time. 
now they're with Hell the yeah. Eagles in a, in a couple of different roles on on defense. And Scudder is like the assistant head coach, but the head coach for the Eagles, Nick Sirianni, was Campbell's roommate at Mount Union. Oh shit! I did not know that. He yeah. was um offensive coach for my Colts for a little bit, and yeah. is the entire reason probably why he brought Philip Rivers to the playoffs, and also the reason why we've been dog shit ever since he left. So. Love that. Well, I think I think the reason that they're they've been dog shit is because Tom Manning left the Colts. If he was still there, they probably would have won a couple a couple Super Bowls there by now, in my opinion. Uh, I'm hey. to say that with a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> how how are you guys gonna match up against Cincinnati moving forward? Like when they come to the Big Twelve, are you guys gonna be like, all right, e- like easy to game plan against this guy? We've been working with him for years, or is it gonna be kind of like? Ah shit, he knows a little bit of uh of, about how we tick. I'm I'm really excited for it, honestly. Uh, I think that they Coach Satterfield. It's funny thing because Coach Satterfield at Cincinnati, the head coach, was the co-offensive coordinator with Coach Campbell at Toledo, and they're really good friends. And Coach Manning GA'd for him at Toledo, and you know he's done a really good job as a play caller there. So I'm sure they'll run what they've ran and. Coach Manning, I mean, has such a he's such a smart intellectual guy. Like his library of football is so massive. Like what he could come up with there is going to be really exciting to watch. And I know that they lost a lot of guys too, and they had a ton of guys to hit the portal when the last staff left. So, you know, I think figuring out what their personnel is and what they're good at will will help guide them in the right direction. But we're certainly aware of it from what our signals and calls and operation and everything are here too that we're gonna have to have to change up you're Uh, you're gonna have one certain cyclone in cincinnati cheering you guys on because that's the closest home game i can get to yeah that's like six or five hours about five hours yeah yeah Yeah, i lost the west virginia game this year which stinks yeah you bring uh bring some for many brothers and I'll, i'll get you some skyline chili or I'll bring you like a. <laughs> yeah, you gotta uh, bring me something from Ames, dude. I can get Skyline that's Chili. That's what I'll bring like a. What's the hot dog? I forget what it's called. Oh, super dog. Super, super dog. dog. We were talking about those today. I'll bring you a super dog. I don't eat meat, but sure. Oh. Well, oh, I forgot. Nudes and vegan now. Well, I can bring you a clone cone. Yeah, yeah, that works. You just put it in some uh, dry ice for the trip. Yeah, that's right. Coach Cam will be cool with it. Check under the plane. Um, okay. So going back to the Super Bowl a little bit, I assume you're, I mean, I'm totally just assuming right now, but are you, you know, team Philadelphia just because of the Iowa state connection there? Or do you kind of have a lean any sort of way? Man, it's so tough. I thought about that a lot. We have a lot of like Kansas city fans in here, like cause of Deshaun mm-hmm. Easton and those guys are from Kansas, but after being assaulted by the Eagle fans two weeks ago in Philly and just getting butchered for six straight hours walking around town in the stadium and having them throw beer and popcorn at me, it's kind of hard to cheer for the, the Eagles. But at the same time, like I love DK and I would love to see those guys win. So I'm probably pulling for the Eagles. They have Goddard's a great tight end. They match up really well. It's hard to like, Travis Kelsey's like the most likable guy of all time. Jason Kelsey oh, yeah. is the also the most likable guy in time on the Eagles. So like it's uh all things being equal, I'm probably leaning towards the Eagles just because I like to screw with our tight ends here because they almost all want the Chiefs to win. So I'd like to be able to laugh in their faces a little bit. 
I'm struggling to root for the Eagles too, because like just the way the the NFC Championship game with went with Brock was yeah, like yeah. so depressing. Like it was like if Brock could have at least gotten some drives or something, we could have mm. gotten a game. It would have felt yeah. like more whatever. But it was just first drive and just the way that it's like he can't do anything because of like his UCL tearing. It was just so like ugh, like. Where it's just like yeah. I, I don't know. It's like you almost like I feel bitter. I feel very bitter to be honest. Like I it, so. Yeah, I feel very bitter too. But in my mind, and I think that we need to just make this official. Like if the Eagles win the Super Bowl, that pretty much means that the 49ers would have won the Super Bowl. So <laughs> oh, definitely. We just give them the Super Bowl, and because that's the Brandon Ayuk. The Niners would have. If Brock's healthy, we all know the Niners win, and then. They would have won the Super Bowl and would have led to like probably eight to ten Super Bowls in a row. So, I mean, it's hard not to say that the 49ers weren't playing the best football at that point. Like, I, I think um, I, I'm were. content with the Super Bowl because I'm a I'm a Chiefs fan. Again, I'm Colts diehard, but I live in Kansas City and I've always liked the Chiefs. So definitely cheering for them. That's my team right now. Wait, 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 but, wait, wait, wait. You just called yourself what? a Chiefs fan? What the fuck? Yeah, dude. My uncle like was a Chiefs fan months, growing up. Dude. I've loved multiple it's NFL teams, but I'm the, I'm raising start, my hand. When teams start to win, all of a sudden everyone's well, got it, like an uncle or an aunt or that's, like a cousin. That's that fair. Yeah, You're yeah. right. But but what my, I want to say here. My neighbor growing up for well like seven before, months, he, he Well threw, before Mahomes he, he, stepped into Kansas City, my uncle was a big fan of the Chiefs. So like I them and the Steelers – my uncle on my dad's side was a huge fan of the Steelers. My uncle on my mom's side was a huge fan of the Chiefs. So they're not like my number one team, but they're teams fandom, that I rooted bro. for. You get one on. fandom, dude. You shit or get no. off the pot. You like the Colts, my and ass. they're a demoralizing, shitty franchise right now. And that's what. Yeah, but that doesn't with. mean I can't love the NFL. You know what? Uh, oh, damn. Who is that? Um, something low. Jeff Lowe, who wore just the NFL cap. That's me. I just love the NFL. Rob okay? Lowe. Yeah, yeah Lowe. there we go. Come on, man. Wayne's World. I'll piss off now. Um, and I'm going to quickly ask a question so people can forget that I uh, said Jeff Lowe. But what side of the ball do you think, or excuse me, like what what unit on either side of the ball for Kansas City or Philadelphia is like the catalyst of the game? Meaning they show up, they're going to win. If they don't, it's probably toast. Like who? who what do you yeah. think is the most important unit of this game? Man, I think that Eagles defensive line is really, really tough. Like, I mm -hmm. think when those guys are on, like, they got three Pro Bowl dudes on there that can cause havoc. And when they're in the zone and they're disruptive in the pass rush and stopping the run up front, it makes it really, really hard. So I think that that Eagles D-line could, could certainly be an X factor in the in the game. I mean, you could say Jalen Hurts, obviously, he's got to have a good game. It's his first Super Bowl, you know, blah, 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 blah. But I think that that Eagles D-line is is pretty stout. Ooh, is Jalen, and this is a little headline, is Jalen hurts or injured? Oh. Someone, g give me a little applause for that one. Yeah. yeah. Hurts. He's hurts? So you think he's going to be pretty good? I don't know, man. He's He hasn't looked the same ever since he came back. I know. I, I don't I don't know. I just didn't want to, like, say the quarterback, you know. Everybody yeah. gets it. The, the true know. answer is Patrick Mahomes' ankle, correct? That's the most important thing going into this. <laughs> He's trying to go with like a Paul Pierce thing. Like I think that ankle's fine. You think? He's yeah, limping, I think man. I think he's adding storyline. I think he's adding some like toughness and some grit. 
to the to the Mahomes story, which I appreciate. You know, I get I get it. I respect it. Everyone's but everyone's gotta no add some spice to their life. There's just no way. Um, so you're predicting this. Which player do you think is gonna pop off? Um man, I think I think I mean I'm a tight ends guy. I think Goddard has a big day. I think everyone's expecting Ooh. Kelsey to have a good day. I think he does. I think Goddard, you know, I think Goddard goes off. Tight end guy to tight end guy. He's a South, he's a walk on at South Dakota State. Like he goes off in the Super Bowl. Leads into a big offseason payday for him. Get some good Q run game stuff going and some of those like dump, some dump passes to the tight end. Okay. What do you think? I, I don't hmm. You got this. I don't know. I believe in you, man. <laughs> I wanted to ask you a gambling question. Can I ask you a gambling question? Is that okay? You can ask me a gambling question, if I ask you a gambling question. Let's put this on the record that I've never gambled before in my okay. entire life on anything. Okay. Yes. Yeah, we totally believe you. Yeah. <laughs> I could give you I could give you I could, we could talk about it hypothetically. Hypothetically. Okay, so if you were to hypothetically gamble. What yeah. do you like to bet if you do bet football? Are you like a prop guy? Do you like to just like ha- do you like to get like bet on one thing and go all in on it, or do you just like kind of like to do that anytime touchdown score kind of thing and go for the yeah? Big, like when big my score? when my friends, hypothetically uh, in our little group chat are talking about what they like to gamble on, which like I said, I never would. I think props are the are are the way to go. I think uh, betting footballs probably really 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 hard just from like the spreads and like you know money line standpoint but i'll tell you what also interests me if you're into gambling i'm like a big hockey guy i love hockey there's some nhl puck line parlays out there that oh i'm sure you could make some some not for the penguins though because they stink right now but <laughs> Damn. i think yeah those those nfl props i always wondered like if i were able to make it to the super bowl and i knew what color the gatorade was if I could, you know, mm. not that I ever would, but, you know, tell somebody they can make some money on it. You're going to be like the Tim Donahue of the, the Gatorade. Dude, I was like an eighth <laughs> grader living in Phoenix when that happened to the Suns. It was really bad. <laughs> Sad. Or like so, the West Virginia uh, Mountaineers, I would say, uh, refs last night that somehow got bad. that line to hit minus four and a half West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> bad i had that, that as a question bullshit. um why well, don't gamble is <laughs> is the refereeing in the big 12 just some like is it sometimes a little frustrating to deal with yeah it's it's really really frustrating <laughs> on so many levels and uh, that's obviously there's a lot of elements like i told you with the variables that like, happen in the football game but there's some stuff that you just can't like i've never seen like we played Kansas. Kansas threw it to an ineligible receiver that was covered up. And the refs told me that as long as you throw it to him behind the line of scrimmage, that it's allowed to happen. Like, that doesn't happen in high school football. Like, doesn't happen. Like, it's the craziest explanation I've ever heard. So, there's some things like that that happen. Uh, Do you think they should yeah. answer to the media after games? Yeah, I think absolutely. that's been a new topic of conversation that I just think, like, why the hell aren't they doing that? Should we for get sure, the guillotine for some of them? I definitely do too. I can't stand they all try to act like they're your buddy too, and then 
whenever you ask for my questions, no, I'm speaking like in general, there's a lot of them that are really nice guys, but it's, a, it's amazing. Like how many of them like, Oh, tell your head coach to come talk to me. Like they won't, I'm like the tight, they won't talk to me on the tight end. I'm not high enough on the totem pole for them to talk to. They won't, they won't deal with me. Can't ask any questions. That's bullshit. I, I think yeah. one of my favorite Campbell moments this year was, I, I don't even remember what game it was. Cause I think he did it for multiple games this year. But he legitimately took a timeout this year to just absolutely go bitch at a ref for the entire timeout. <laughs> like, I don't think he he went in the huddle. Like, he, he, like, said something to an assistant as in, like, you talk to the guys. I'm going to this referee, and I'm going to scream <laughs> at him for the yeah. entire portion that they give me this timeout. And then the game just going to resume, so make sure everyone's ready. And I fucking love that because, I, I don't know, man. You've been at Iowa State long enough to realize, like, we get Iowa stated sometimes. <laughs> like, oh, no. That, like you, when that happens, though, and he starts to get heated at the refs, all I'm thinking about is, like, I have to make sure these tight ends have a good, like, next 10 plays in a row because if one of them screws something up, Campbell's peaked right now. He's just going to yell at me. So I got to make sure that <laughs> these tight ends do good until Campbell calms down. So that's that's all I'm thinking about right there. And he's hilarious with it, too. Like, sometimes in the halftime, after something like that, he'll come in and like he comes with the offense for our adjustments and he'll be like, That wasn't as bad as the Big 12 championship game, right? And I'll be like, nah, coach, you're good. It was like you're like home. He's just uh, downplaying it. He's like, Oh yeah, you know, just I got a little there, frustrated tan. there. <laughs> yeah. The tan you look the tan looks so good you can hardly notice how mad you were. <laughs> that's why that's why he's always rocking the, he gets the extra sun even even in november he's got to keep the olive so that oh, he can you wouldn't believe how well this guy tans it's unbelievable he goes for like vacation for a week in the summer comes back and looks just like jennifer lopez's brother like just glows <laughs> unbelievable so jealous dude do you i got only one more question how about you i'm good i'm good Okay, so this is another one that I'm I'm really proud of it. Are you ready for it? You ready? All right. I'm ready. Let's go. Will Monday's newspaper headline be? This is like the herd. You know, they do like a tomorrow's headlines today. I hate how yeah. much I love the herd, but whatever. So, what will Monday's headline be? Will it be the Eagles make it hurt so good, eh? or Andy reads between the lines? Chiefs top Eagles. And what's your score oh, prediction? Man. Come on, just. I think Andy reads between the lines. Andy reads between the lines. All right. I think Andy reads between the lines. That's. I'm nervous. Those are two great ones, though. Did you come up with those? I did. I did. No, you need to be like a writer for. Oh, piss off! I did. I I I sat down and just looked. Nope. Okay, I'm actually offended that you think I would get that from Twitter. Are you? You guys think it was that good that I actually had to copyright that? No, I just sat in front of my screen for five minutes, just thinking, you know, like looking off into space, and all of a sudden, boom. Andy, Reed now you're making lines. it worse. Because you're, you're making it seem. I like can't believe I'm having to defend myself off this. For it for a bit. You know, this is the biggest compliment you guys could possibly be giving me. The fact that you don't think I came up with this. So thank you. That yeah. means a lot to me. You need to. I think you need to be a writer on like the Tonight Show or you know. Yeah, Why don't you fun. put this effort towards our tweets? Hmm? Well, because so I don't know. There's so many that. headlines. There's Hertz. Like everyone can make a little, you know, name spinoff of Andy Reid or Jalen Hurts. Like those were easy. I thought they were just easy ones. I don't know. Or maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm just 
a god at creating headlines. That's probably it. We'll go with that route. Yeah, I think God. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> What's your score yeah. prediction? I think it ends up being like a. Hmm. 30, 34 to, uh, I think 34, 31, uh, chiefs, but I'm pulling, I would rather see the Eagles win, but 34, okay. 31 chiefs. If, if you guys were gambling, then that's, that's probably what I, that's, that's my thoughts on it. That's the over and chiefs money line would be, would be mouse's play. Then it'd be your best yeah. bang for a buck. They can't, they can't lose parlay. <laughs> All right, hey, Chiefs super fan, you go next. No, Chiefs super fan. I actually really, like, really like that. Um, not as much as my headlines, but I think my score prediction will be, um, I think the Chiefs will get into the 30s, and I think the Eagles will struggle getting there. I, I don't know. I just think Jalen might struggle throwing the deep ball, despite the fact that the Chiefs, like, give up the deep ball all the time. I just think that, you know, I don't know if his accuracy has been there, and I think that's the way to beat the Chiefs. So if maybe he's going to get a couple deep ball throws in, but I don't think it's going to be enough to keep up with the high-powered offense that Mahomes has been uh, conducting. So I'm going to go with 31-28, <laughs> nail-biter. Um, New, is that the over or under? I don't even know what the over-under is. 31-28 would also be the over. Okay, so there you go. Over and Chiefs money line, book it. I, I will hedge my bets, though. I am definitely going to take um, an Eagles bet on that just, just so I can be a little bit happier in case we happen to lose. I Look at me. I said we. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Newt, yeah, go yeah, for yeah. it. You're in we. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think it's honestly going to be a slower game, um, and I think the defenses are going to show up a bit. Um, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to go 23, 16, but I think Kansas city is going to pull it out. I think, I think you're going to see a lot of, I think you're going to get a lot of bend, but don't break defensive, uh, efforts here. They're going to hold yeah, in the red zones. There's a there's lot of emotion in that goals. game, but you got a lot of guys that are on both teams that have played in Super Bowls before. So it's very true. I think the thing that worries me the most is I truly don't think the Eagles have been tested in a long time and their yeah. hardest games this year have been against two Cowboys teams. And one of them was missing Cooper Rush, and the other was a, a Dak Prescott, who Dak's been one of the worst quarterbacks this year when he's been playing. Like, he statistically has been very turnover prone. And then when they got the 49ers, they were, uh, they got one, half a drive of Brock Purdy. So I just, that's the only thing that really concerns me about the Eagles is I feel like they've kind of gotten this, this coast to the Super Bowl. And, and, and I think, that's the biggest hiccup I have with this team um, is that they just might not have truly been tested or maybe face an offense like Kansas City's, um, which they haven't. So I can't but, believe we're all three Chiefs. That's I don't know. It's weird to me. It's safe. You know, I mean, it's it's a cozy pick. It's, maybe yeah, it is. I, I just think I'm the Eagles too. I, I can't such a good roster. I'm not I'm not rooting for the Eagles. Uh, I, I'm uh, just I'm mad about Purdy still. So I just I can't. Yeah, do no, it. me too. But can't do the it. Eagles <laughs> win. Remember the that's really the Niners winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Brock Purdy we'll, first we'll rookie to anyway. ever win a Super Bowl. Yeah. That's huge. I'm getting I'm getting rings and banners, and I'm going full <laughs> UCF national championship. <laughs> 2017 national champs. I love it. Um, okay. Anything else before we sign off, New or Taylor? Now, uh, as always, it was an honor. Mouse, you got any about... questions for us? 
Yeah. What's, Ooh, yeah. What's like, uh, what are we doing for the Super Bowl, guys? But you're married now, so probably not much. Oh, <laughs> piss off. No, my wife and I are actually going to Power and Light. We live like 10 minute walk from there. and We're just going to, I don't know, drink some beer and um, maybe appear like on the little corner of your screen in a little bit of a screenshot because I'm sure they'll show the watch party at Power and Light. So be looking out yeah. for me. I'll, I'll be there. I'll look for the ugly maybe you be go to Bed Bath and Beyond or Home Depot or something. something <laughs> yeah, like I'll I'll, I'll be in bed before ten. That that's all I'm looking for. <laughs> Beauty, what, what a day! What about new? What about you, buddy? Perfect day. Uh, I'm going over to my girlfriend's aunt's place to watch it. So um, nice. Look at us relationship some guys. Spinach over here. artichoke dip and. Uh, oh, I like spinach artichoke dip. Yeah, that's that's, that's what I'm I'm getting getting now, preparing. You, is it with a pita chip? In the spinach artichoke, or do you go with like a like a, a you know a tortilla? Might get a variety. Might get a, a solid. Might get a solid tortilla scoop, just cause like I love the saltiness. I, I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm a sucker for that. But pitas or pita chips, nice, cause it's, it's thicker, creamier kind of thing. And it could use. Yeah. What about is the chipotle tostitos chip that the your number one tortilla chip? I kind of like um the that's uh, good. the one with lime. I, that's lime. what I'm saying. That's, I like that good. lime salt. That's what the Chipotle has. Oh, that's the Chipotle one. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a lime. Oh, salt. I thought you meant like quite I a little like Chipotle, Chipotle like flavor. Chipotle flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, no 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 no! I'm saying the Chipotle. You go to Chipotle and you get the chips there. I used to work for Frito Lay, and there was a Chipotle flavored Tostito. It was it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I, I mean, I'm not even. I don't benefit from saying this at all. I just have to admit it. They they have a good Tostito out there. Try it. It's good. <laughs> no, I I get down with it. The I'll tell you what other gets slept on from a from a, a tortilla chip Chili's chip and queso is an elite chip and queso. I haven't been to Chili's in a long time, but I think you talk toast or I keep saying the dang wrong chip tortilla chips. <laughs> they have an elite tortilla chip that doesn't get enough respect in tortilla chip game. Chili's the last time I was there, which it's been a long time, their guac was really good because they put corn in it. And I fucking love corn in anything. Like you can oh. add like bad take. You're not true Iowan, so shut up. I know, I know. Um I've accepted but, that. Like corn in like any like Mexican food or even like soups, whatever, add corn into it. The texture, great. Um, and it was amazing in this guac. So that's a good call. I mean it's a Jared Russ, former all big twelve fullback. Hell yeah. Chili's favorite restaurant. Kid loves chilies. <laughs> That's like his go-to date night place. New date. <laughs> going down to Ankeny, going to Chili's. Get some sizzling hot platters. That'll really impress he, the ladies. He's just a regular oh. there, like the restaurant owners. Like, oh, hey, Jared, uh, new girl, awesome. First date. Two for yeah, twenty. Love to see it. <laughs> for sure. He was like, I'm gonna take this girl to Ankeny on a date. Like, what's the best place to eat? And I was like, uh, Trailside Tap. And he's like, I was kind of hoping you'd say Chili's. I'm like, no. <laughs> Not chilies, but I do like the chips and queso. Mm. Actually, I have one more question. I, I lied. I, I guess I do have one more question because I asked this to MJ and I thought this was a fun question. Obviously, there is a line when it comes to fans like saying bullshit, but we spew bullshit all the time. Like, I mean, we definitely do. You know, you're, you're yeah. drinking, you're pissed off because the refs blew a call or because someone, you know, dropped an open pass that, you know, we mentioned earlier. How can we as fans, you know, teeter on that line of being realistic and also fanatics? Because at the end of the day, we're supposed to be idiots. 
And also yeah. being fair to players, coaching staff, not the refs, but everyone else. Like, like, how do you know? What do we need to be doing better now, Mouse? We want to be an ally yeah. to you guys. No, this is this is where it goes south. Don't tweet at the <laughs> don't tweet at the players and don't tweet or email the coaches. I think as long as you keep names out of it, done. And you're like at uh, Hakeem Butler, you know, blah 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 blah. Or like, why are we doing this? Or uh, Taylor Mouser couldn't, you know coach's way out of a plastic bag or whatever you know i think voicing your frustrations on the offense is 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 you know that's gonna happen and maybe sometimes some people might have some good ideas i get it but i think as soon as you start throwing your emotion at people then that's when that's when it gets that's when it gets tough that's we, we owe tom manning an apology <laughs> he was guys, an easy scapegoat for us this year if well, i'm being honest we didn't add yeah. him in our defense we didn't if, add him that's if true he name searched himself he would find a well, lot of tweets yeah that's that's you know which that's that's easier than you think it definitely so yeah. we'll work on it our number one rule though is is we do not name uh, negatively name players that's one thing that yeah. we that's with our rule. account we're never like hey you whatever stink that's the big thing that nobody talks about is how crazy like since sports gambling has like become such this thing over the last i mean i don't know what year it became like legal in iowa and legal you know in all these states but you have all these people that are watching iowa state football games that have like a vested invested interest in it now because they're like betting on these games so Mm -hmm. as soon as they see somebody fumble i mean like iowa state doesn't cover or whatever it might be like they're pissed because we missed like kicker at x school misses and then they're like how does you know newt miss that kick and then they start tweeting and you have all these people that are watching these games that never would have but they have money on the line now so and there's this social media platform on top of it they have access to these people and all the kids have access to it because of nil now so like it's this crazy storm of like media and money and gambling that just like leads to feelings getting hurt at the end of the day damn be nice that's a lot coming together be nice that's at right. the end of the day except to the rest yeah. hey feel free to call they us call out like go to hell if we're calling out the wrong thing taylor you slide in our dm be like hey that's not what we talked about shame on you and you know no. we'll take it on the chin or during the no. season, you can keep focusing on watching film and shit. Because that's true. That's yeah, maybe you shouldn't be on Twitter too but, much. Um, yeah. And and we can figure out our shit because we're grown ass adults who can probably well, control our emotions. I've like uh, muted. I still follow a lot of the people, but I've muted a lot of like the Iowa State people, and I pretty much am just following like funny videos on the internet now and recruits and like always sunny snippets that I could just watch after. I get like when I told you I get on the bus, I look at my phone instead of seeing like all these people mad at Iowa State. I just see like Danny DeVito climbing out of the couch. <laughs> that makes me feel better. I've been watching more Always Sunny lately, and it's it's always a refreshing thing to like bring back into life because I'll like just pause it for a little bit and bring it back. And I'm always like, this it's show's great. so fucking funny. It's great. After Best show out there. If anyone was ever wondering like what I'm doing, I'm usually watching Always Sunny or I'm watching like Seinfeld or The Office on my phone and like on the bus with like my Chick-fil-A sandwich and 
five chocolate chip cookies just stuffing my face <laughs> eating my feelings and <laughs> watching Seinfeld until the tears dry up from dry up from my eyes and then I'll watch the game tape <laughs> <laughs> man this has been this has been awesome man always love having you on um if we can figure it out before the season always would love to have you on again but of course we know you're gonna be getting super busy here um new one last time any more questions nope thanks for coming on mouse um we'd love to have you back on before the season starts again um maybe after the spring game or something you can give us some insights or how how that went since we got our first spring game in yeah forever are you guys yeah you guys probably wouldn't come out here for the spring game or anything would you probably not i don't i don't think i'll be venturing to (laughs) iowa for any april vacations but I'll, I'll let you know if I do. It's pr- it's probably yeah. a no, but I don't know. Anything could change. Um, yeah, you guys could be honorary tight ends for the for the spring game. If 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 I get an honorary, get some kicks, and I, I have some film, I can show you my. I used to. I want to come in and kick. I've hey, I I can kick up to fifty two yards. Not kidding. He, we actually have video. Of I it. have video yeah. proof of it at the yeah, Steelers yeah. Steelers facility. So I was I was kicking, and it was college hashes. So. It. yeah game over watch it i mean that's pro bowl stuff right there yeah wait if i take you up on honorary tight end will you get me like a practice jersey and i get to throw on pads and like the full package or is it just yeah. you get to stand on the sidelines and just tell people that you're an honorary tight end that day no we put you in the full works and you have to block defensive ends and oh, insert on deal run your face to people deal Put my money yeah. where my mouth is. I can't wait to uh, finally become that D1 college athlete that I've been destined to become. That's right. And but the you have to do that. You have to you get three chances to flip a red solo cup and land it on its like a flip cup. So I'm out. No, nope, <laughs> not doing do that. I'd rather get my ass handled by Will McDonald than um, losing flip cup. That is the most terrifying thing for me. I hate that. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, you do the flip cup three times, then you get to come be a tight end. That's the rule. That's the rule. <laughs> All right. I'll think about it. I'll let you know. We run a hard Dude, bargain here. We do. This has been fun. I think we're good. I think we're finally. I'll send you the kicking tape. I'll send you the kicking tape. Yeah, yeah. I want to see it. Send it to me. <laughs> we went way over time. Dude, Thank you did not have to give us all this time. I appreciate you so much, though. And one last thing before we sign off, as always, appreciate you being on, Taylor, and roll clones. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. You guys are, uh, as always, it's a good time. You guys are awesome, and you don't ever tweet bad things at, at me or my tight end, so I'm uh, <laughs> I'm grateful for that, nonetheless. All right, we'll close, baby.